thank you, I thank you, I thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name we are praying. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Praise the Lord. We are going to conclude our teachings on the mind. Definitely this is just a scratch of it, but there are more more things that we still need to discover as far as the mind is concerned. Praise the Lord. Your mind was redeemed and that redemption is only possible through the engagement of the word of God. If the mind is not engaged in the word, it will become impossible for you to walk in the reality of the covenant that the Lord has, you know, enjoyed with us. Praise the Lord. All right. Your mind, your mind, the principal thing, part two. So I want us to continue where we left last week. Let's go to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Thank you, Jesus. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Proverbs 4, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7. Thank you, Jesus. Now the scripture says that wisdom is the principal thing. And with all that get is get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. With all your getting, get understanding. The principal thing of life is God's wisdom. Without the wisdom of God, man will be helpless against the powers of darkness. Without the wisdom of God, there is no way you are going to compete with the forces of darkness because they are operating in the realm of the spirit. But through the use of God's wisdom, we are able to operate in the natural, supernaturally. Through the wisdom of God, we are able to operate in the natural, supernaturally. The wisdom of God works through the use of the mind. If the mind is not engaged, if the mind is not used, it becomes impossible for us to align with the will of God. Praise the Lord. 
Hallelujah. So Proverbs chapter 4 verse 7. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore get wisdom. And with all that getting, get understanding. Wisdom is the principal thing. The number one thing. There is nothing more valuable. There is nothing more important than this wisdom. And the scripture says, with all your getting, get understanding. In other words, the part that guarantees wisdom is understanding. It's a goal for wisdom. It is the number one thing. But in your getting wisdom, make sure you have secure understanding. In all your getting, get understanding. So understanding is the last phase of wisdom. Is the last aspect of God's wisdom. And this understanding has its place in the mind. Praise the Lord. Alright, so in Isaiah chapter 11 verse 3, the scripture says that and shall, talking about Jesus, he said, and shall make him of quick understanding. He said, Jesus had the spirit of God manifesting him, the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might. But we are told that shall make him of quick understanding. Quick understanding. Praise the Lord. So, if wisdom is the principal thing, and in all our gettings, we are told to get understanding. See, that makes sense. Why Isaiah chapter 11, verse 3, the King James Version put it this way, and shall make him of quick understanding. And shall make him of quick understanding. And shall make him of quick understanding. Praise the Lord. So this is where it becomes important for us to see the place of our minds when it comes to spiritual things. Because quick understanding is the use of the mind. Quick understanding is the function of the mind. Get wisdom. With all you're getting, get understanding is the function of the mind. So wisdom is the function of the mind. Understanding is the function of the mind. So without a sound mind, a transformed mind, a safe, controlled mind, without a mind that has gone through the, the transformation of God's word, that we will lack wisdom. And we are told that Jesus is the wisdom and the power of God. Jesus is what? The wisdom and the power of God. And we know Jesus is the word of God. So in other words, the word of God is divided into two phases. Phase number one, first and foremost, the most important aspect of God's word is wisdom. Then second, power. And like I said Sunday, the church has gone for power, living wisdom. Power without wisdom will end you, will land you into trouble. Power without wisdom you will see you will still be accessible to demonic operations demonic manipulations power with that wisdom makes you vulnerable to the attacks of the enemy because we are told in second corinthians first corinthians second corinthians and then we are told in james that if anyone lacks wisdom let him ask and then we are told that the wisdom of god is superior to the wisdom of this world the princes of this world 
demonic wisdom, devilish wisdom, satanic wisdom, it is just superior. The wisdom of God is just superior. So as we conclude this topic on the mind, understand that until you get to a point where you begin to engage your mind in an intense spiritual exercise, especially through the knowledge of God's word, you will still be vulnerable. You will still be vulnerable. Praise the Lord. Alright. Now, we are told in um, let's, let's look at this scripture. In um, in Daniel chapter 10, let's go to the book of Daniel. That's a great example there in the book of Daniel. I want us to look at. Praise the Lord. Daniel chapter 10, verse 10 and 11. Daniel 10, 10 and 11. So let's start by stand going and then we'll get to understand what they Thank you, Jesus. He said, Yet, and behold, and hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, my greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright upon thee. They stand upright for unto thee I am not sent. And when he has spoken these words unto me, I stood trembling. Daniel 10, verse 11. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words. Understand what? The words. Understand the words. Understand the words that I speak unto you. Understand the words. You see, it is wanting to have a spiritual vision. It is another thing to understand that vision. Having a spiritual vision, you still need understanding to interpret it correctly. And that is one of the reasons why most people are still confused with the Old Testament. The scripture says that when you are reading the Old Testament, there is still a veil. That veil can only be done away through the Spirit of God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. All right. Let's go to Second Corinthians chapter 3. Second Corinthians chapter 3. I'm going to read from verse 5 going. Not that Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 5 going. Not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything of ourselves but our sufficiency is of God, who has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. For the letter killeth, the Spirit giveth life. If you want to translate this, to interpret this in a layman's it means that the old covenant has a veil on it. That veil is only possible through the Holy Spirit. Because if you keep reading, you will see the Holy Spirit to Paul bringing this thing out. 
Look at what he said here. Verse 7. But if the ministration of the written and engraving in stones was glorious, so that the children of Israel could not steadfastly behold the face of Moses for the glory of his countenance, which glory was to be done away, how shall not the ministration of the Spirit be rather glorious? For if the ministration of condemnation, so he called it the ministration of what? Death, condemnation. Be glory, much more does the ministration of righteousness exceed in glory. For even that which was made glorious has no glory in, it, in this respect, by reason of the glory that excelled. Talking about the new covenant. The new covenant is excel in glory than the old covenant. Praise the Lord. And thank God we are in the new covenant. The covenant of grace. Hallelujah. Alright, verse 11. For if that which is done away was glorious, much more that which remained is glorious. Praise the Lord. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. Not as Moses, Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not step and look to the end of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for unto this day remained the same veil untaken away in the reign of the old covenant, which veil is done away in Christ. Did you see that? So I want to dwell on this part very, uh, a, a little bit. He said, until this day, the veil remains. He said, when Moses came, Moses, had, Moses was on the mountain for 40 days, 40 nights. The Lord spoke to Moses, gave him the tablet. The commandments was written. Moses came with his face shining, glowing, that the children of Israel said, no, 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 no. They could not look into his face. So Moses covered his face. Now, the scripture is saying that their minds were blinded. Their minds were what? Blinded so they could not behold the glory of God that came upon Moses' face. Do you, let, let me tell you something. Every time you struggle to do the right thing, there is a veil on your mind. Every time you struggle to do... You see... They encounter God's, Moses encounters God's glory. They were supposed to be partakers of this glory. They were supposed to enjoy this glory. Because a man who has been in the presence of God, any time that man comes out of the presence of God, you get in touch with him, you are blessed. You get in touch with him, the glory comes upon you. But the scripture says these people were rather telling Moses to veil his face. Cover your face. It's too much. We can't see. We are afraid. We are afraid. You see, every time you struggle to do the right thing, there is a veil that needs to be taken care of. A veil upon the mind. So that's what the scripture says. Moses, he said, even the glory that came upon Moses is nothing compared to the glory that is in this new covenant, the covenant of grace. But the scripture says that by their minds were blinded for until these they remained the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. So most people still read the Old Testament with their minds veiled. 
So one of the prayers we need to pray seriously is the distractions of any demonic veil upon our minds. Because you see, if the devil can veil your mind, there is nothing God will be saying that will make sense to you. You can be in church, the word of God can be preached, there will be fire burned on the pulpit. You alone, you will just be sitting down there, nothing is happening because your mind has been veiled. Your mind has been veiled. Hallelujah. So this morning, I believe by the authority of God's word, whatever veil the devil has put upon your mind, that veil is coming to an end right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. Say to me, Father, or say loud and clear, Father, in the name of Jesus, any veil that the enemy has put upon my mind, oh, by the blood of Jesus Christ, I command that veil destroyed. I command that veil destroyed. Any satanic veil that is preventing me from seeing the reality of God's word. Any satanic veil that is preventing me from understanding the plan and purpose of God for my life. By the blood of Jesus Christ, I command that veil destroyed. I command that veil destroyed. I command that veil destroyed. Hallelujah. Let me say this. Let me say this. If your mind is veiled by demonic forces, I am telling you, you will engage in every old covenant practice to be holy, to become holy, to become righteous. You will engage in every old covenant practice to earn God's blessings. This veil is still there in the church. It's still there. It's still there. But the scripture said the veil is done away with in Christ Jesus. It is what? It is done away. Now, <laughs> look at verse 15. Let me show you something here. Verse 15. But even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. You don't have understanding. So somebody go and read a, a verse in the Old Testament and then he wants to he wants a new covenant believer to practice it. A covenant that was done away with. A gl the glory of the covenant that God said it is not it is condemnation of death, con death, condemnation. That somebody will now go and read a portion of the Old Testament and make a doctrine out of it. And make a what? A doctrine out of it. This, 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 this is because the veil that came upon them in the old covenant is still there. It's still there. And this veil blinded their minds. So you will notice that 2 Corinthians chapter 3 is a continuous 2 Corinthians chapter 4, where Paul said, If our gospel is hidden, it is hidden to those who are lost, in whom the God of this world has what? Blinded their minds. 
So we cannot reach men and women whose minds are blind. You see that? So we can preach from morning to evening. As long as their minds are blind, nothing will enter. The same way men and women can be in the church, the word of God is being preached. You are talking to them about the grace of God, that they are set free from demonic powers, but they believe that they still have to engage in warfare. You see, a woman, one of these ladies that I know passed away, you know, last year, you know, I think this year. And ever since I've known that woman over, over 16, 17 years ago, every year they, they broke generational curses. And the, the reason for breaking these curses was she wanted to give back. She died. She died without having a child. What, what, when the mind is there, nothing goes in. They, they, can, they can call down fire, you will still be sitting down very cold. The mind is the entrance. The mind is the gateway to your spirit. If the mind is there, nothing can go into your spirit. And if nothing is going to your spirit, you cannot access the secret of God. Even Daniel, in the vision, the angel said, he said, now understand this words. Understand what this was. So it's not every vision. People get and come here, I had a vision. So visions are meant for them, but they will impose it on you. No understanding. No understanding. I pray this morning that any veil upon anyone's mind, that veil is leaving you now in the name of Jesus Christ. Make no mistake. I don't care how much a man engages in spiritual things. If there is no understanding, especially in the kingdom of Christ, if there is no understanding, that spiritual exercise is just a waste of time. That is what Bible people think they can pray their way out of You can't pray your way out of poverty. It's a lie from the pit of hell. You can't pray your way out of poverty. You need a sound functioning mind. You need a transformed mind. You, you buy demons of poverty, but you are thinking poor. Your thoughts are thoughts of poor. Poverty. As a man thinks, so is he. You, you can't think negatively and expect positive. If, if you think cases, cases will come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So even unto this day, when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. So they will bring some Old Testament practices into the covenant. They don't even, do you know that most Christians are not aware that they are under grace? Most Christians still believe that they are under the old covenant. But the scripture says, Christ is a man who continues not to do everything written in the law. So they pick a part of the old covenant and they do it. They keep it. Leaving the rest. Leaving the rest. There are more than 600 laws in the old covenant. So you can't say you are going to worship on Saturday and leave the rest. You must do all 
or else you are still guilty. That's the power of the law. No one could fulfill justice under laws except Christ. Except who? Christ. That's why he said, do not think I've come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it. God needed a man to fulfill the demands of the law. And Jesus came and fulfilled the demands of the law and ushered grace. And now he now released grace so that the demands of the law will be fulfilled in us through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 16. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Verse 17. Now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Verse 18. But we all with open face. Open what? Face. The word open face simply means a mind that is not veiled. Nothing is covering that mind. A mind that has been transformed. We all with an, a mind that is not veiled. Beholding the Lord as we are, as if we are looking into a mirror, the glory of the Lord, I change into the same image. From glory to glory, even by the Spirit of the Lord. So the first work, the first work the Holy Ghost will seek to do in you is to align your mind with the Word of God. That is why He will teach you, He will guide you, He will teach you through the Spirit of wisdom, knowledge, the Spirit of counsel, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of the fear of the Lord, and the Spirit of quick understanding. He will, the Holy Spirit will use these six spirits to transform your mind so that you can reflect the glory of God. In fact, let me say this. In other words, your mind, a transformed mind is like a mirror. There's always a reflection. Always a what? A reflection. A transformed mind is like what? A mirror. A transformed mind is like a mirror. A transformed mind is like a mirror. A transformed mind is like a mirror. You can see yourself. Uh, can you imagine standing in front of a mirror, not able to see yourself clearly? Why do we look into the mirror? To make sure everything is okay. When the mind is transformed, when the mind is properly transformed, you will understand your nature. You will understand yourself. You will understand your true self in Christ. You will do what? You will understand your true self in Christ. Have we forgotten that story about a lion that was born among sheep? A young cow walking among sheep that when other lions were coming, it also ran away. Until one day there was a reflection, an image of this lion. He, he saw himself in the water, the water reflected, acted as a mirror. And he realized that he does not belong to the camp of the sheep, but the camp of the lion. From that day, he ceased to walk with sheep. He moved into the jungle. See, see, see the power of sight, the power of a transformed mind. The power of a transformed mind. A transformed mind is a divine mirror. That helps you to see clearly. A transformed mind is what? It's a divine mirror that helps you to see clearly. It's a, it's a mirror that reflects. In fact, it makes you see the red, the real you. 
Remember 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. All things are passed. So if the man is not transformed, you are going to be seen the old self. You are going to be seen what? The old self. If you can't even see. If the man is transformed, the mind that is a divine mirror helps you see your true self. I am a new creation. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am holy. I am born and overcomer. It is the will of God that I prosper and be in health. You are able to see. You see the region. You see God, the mind of God concerning you. You see the heart of God concerning you. That is what Jesus told them in Matthew chapter 13. He said, blessed are your eyes for the sea. Your eyes for the sea. Praise the Lord. Until we emphasize the truth of the importance of a transformed mind, we will sit down and be wishing for God's glory, for blessings, for peace, for divine health. And by the time you, by the time we will get a glimpse of it, it is almost time for you to go and be with the Lord. If an animal could see itself in through water, and remember, the word of God is water. Remember, the word of God is what water. Saw himself. I said, no way. I don't belong to this group. I don't belong to this camp. The day you see yourself, curses will leave you. The day you see yourself, poverty will leave you. If only you can see, only you can see. When Thomas, everybody says Thomas is a doubter, a doubter, a doubter. The disciples, the apostles told him, others told Thomas, we have seen the Lord. We have what? Seen the Lord. Thomas said, I also shall see him. I won't believe. And when Jesus appeared again, he said, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. But blessed are those who have not seen. You see, when he said blessed are those who have, Jesus was talking about his physical form. But do you know that through the word of God, we are able to see Jesus clearly? You will see him clearly in scriptures. You, when the veil is not upon your mind, you go to Genesis chapter 1, you see him clearly. Uh, 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 the book of Genesis, you see Jesus in it. Exodus, you see him. He threw out all the books in the Bible. You see Jesus clearly written in those books. Sons of Solomon, I think one or two. Thy name is as ointment pour forth. Therefore, do the virgin love thee. That is talking about Jesus. That the name of Jesus is an ointment pour forth. Who are the virgins? The church. We are the virgins. Therefore, the virgins loved him. Hallelujah. You, you read that one without understanding, you will misinterpret it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. There is no way God can reach an untransformed mind. No. He can't reach you. So your greatest task as a believer 
is to do apply Romans chapter 12 verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to second. Thank you, Jesus. First Corinthians chapter one. First Corinthians chapter two, sorry. First Corinthians chapter two. So each time we quote we go to first one, you know one of the popular scriptures quote here is that but it is written eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, it has not entered to the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that loved him remember that but let's continue reading but God has revealed them unto us by his spirit for the spirit subject all things the deep things of God he said God has what? What has God done? Is it past tense or present tense? But God has what? Revealed them. So the church is still saying, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard. The things that God has prepared for those who love them. Those who love God, the scripture is saying that those things that God has prepared for them has already been revealed. But why is the church still quoting that scripture? Why are we still quoting that scripture? Because we've not seen yet. So we are still waiting for it to be revealed. But we are we are told the next verse that but these things have been revealed already. It has been revealed. We can't see because the mirror, which is the mind, is dirty, is veiled. There's something covering it. You can't see. We can't see the things that has been revealed. We can't see the things that has been revealed. We can't see the things that has been revealed. It is my prayer that you begin to see the things that has been revealed unto you. You see, it revelation is impossible without an encounter in your mind. Eyes have not seen, yes, have not heard. It has not entered to the heart of any man. The things God has prepared for those who love God. But the next verse is telling us that these things have been revealed. So what are the things that have been revealed? Yet we are still quoting, eyes have not seen. I see we are waiting for the future. These things have been revealed. It's in his word. It has been revealed. Hallelujah. It has been what? It has been revealed. But if the mind is veiled, you can't see it. If the mind is veiled, it will have no meaning. If the mind is veiled, they can be showing you this is the, these are the things that has been revealed. You still say no. In fact, what are the things that has been revealed? That Jesus became poor. That we might be what? Be made rich. The things that have been revealed. 
So one of the things he said, he said, for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that for your sake, even though he was rich, he became poor. Did you see that? Say for your sake, for who sake? For you. But you have to see it. Say for our sake, Jesus became poor. That we might be what? We might be made rich. Yet the church is still praying for riches. The church is praying for prosperity. They are praying, Lord bless me. Lord bless me. Lord do this. Lord do. He said, for your sake, Jesus became poor. Your sake, Jesus became poor. That you through his poverty might be what made rich. These are things that has been revealed. How many people are seeing it? How many people are seeing it? Hallelujah. We are to say, beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. You know how many people are still praying today to prosper? And God said, this prosperity you are looking for begins with the soul, the mind. Hallelujah. But God has revealed them to us by his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. The deep. So there's, no, there's nothing deep in God that the Holy Spirit has not revealed. He has revealed them in his word. In the word. In the word. In the written word. L listen carefully. You don't need an, a vision to prosper. Having true understanding of what is written in this book called the Bible is enough. Is enough. That is what most people are praying. They want. Uh, they want to see an angel. They want to see light. They want to see fire and thunder. Wasting their time. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit searches what the deep things of God. So whatever is deep about God has been revealed already. But if the mind is veiled, there's no way you can see it. So the battle, the first, the battlefield is in the mind. The war you have to fight is to fight for your mind to be transformed. You fight until you see clearly in your mind. You fight to see in your mind. As a Christian, your fight is to fight to see clearly. Hallelujah. Your fight is to what? Fight to see clearly. Fight to see clearly the plan of God for your life. Fight to see clearly the word of God concerning your life. Fight to see clearly the will of God concerning your life. Fight to see clearly what is written in God's word for you. That is the fight. That is the New Testament fight. That is the New Testament fight. That's why it says, casting down imaginations. Do what? Casting down imaginations. You fight to see your new self, the new you. You fight to see the reality 
of your redemption in Christ Jesus. You fight to see the reality of your prosperity in Christ Jesus. The Holy Spirit has revealed all distance unto us. Hallelujah. If God is going to reveal anything to you, it's already written. Because the mind is veiled, you are not able to see, we are not able to see. Verse 11. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man which is in him. Even so the things of God knoweth no man, but the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us. Did you see that? Did you see that? We have received the spirit of God. We have not received the spirit of the world. Hallelujah. What have you received? Do you have the Holy Ghost inside you? If you have the Holy Ghost inside you, he said, then you know the things that are freely given to you. You what? You know the things that are freely given to you. You know. The knowing here has to do with the mind. The knowing you have to do what? With the mind. We have not received the spirit of the world, but we have received the spirit of God. That we might know the things that are freely given to us. See? So, things that are revealed first, things that are freely given, they are impossible without a transformed mind. They are impossible without what? A transformed mind. They are impossible without a transformed mind. Hallelujah. They are what? Impossible without a transformed mind. Can you imagine naturally you having a bank account that you are not aware of? You have a bank account that you don't know. You are not aware of the bank account. You have an inheritance somewhere that you don't know. Like the story, I have shared this story many, 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 many times. Here, a, a woman who served a rich, you know, a rich person, a rich woman, when the the, uh, the woman was passing away, we all her estate to this lady, but the lady couldn't read. She can't read. When they gave her, she couldn't read. When they gave her the will, she went and framed it and kept it. The authorities were looking for her to hand over the woman's estate, all the bank accounts, all the buildings, the company. They couldn't find her. Until one day, her pastor, this Kaspogin, when she was sick, went to visit her. All of a sudden, the man of God saw the wheel. He said, excuse me, can I take a look? He said, yes. He said, well, this, this to tell you about it, you know, ourselves or so and so, they were so nice to me. And this is the only thing they gave me when she was about passing away. And I cherish so much, I framed it and put it there. The man of God took the thing to authorities. He said, this is the will you guys have been looking for. But the, the lady in question, who received all this inheritance, was almost dying. Almost dying. Because she didn't know. She didn't know. She didn't know. Man, you know with your mind. You know with what? Your mind. You know with your mind. Lack of knowledge, my people will perish. That is a function of the mind. Jesus said you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. To know the things that are freely given to you. And yet, we are still praying for these things. Things that have already been revealed, we are praying for them. 
things that have been given, things that have been given freely, we are still praying for those things. We have to wake up. 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 We are hiding under the pretense. You see, each of us taking responsibility of our minds to get our minds renewed in the truth of God's word. We don't want to do that. We think it's a difficult task. We can use prayer and fasting to cover up for our lack of mental transformation. That's what the church is doing. We are using prayer and fasting as a cover up for mental transformation. So everybody gets up, they do 40 days, they do 21 days, they do 10 days, 7 days. It is, it, look, those things cannot replace mental transformation. They cannot. There's a place for prayer and there's a place for mental renewal. There's a place for prayer and there's a place for mental renewal. There's a place for prayer. There's a place for mental renewal. Make no mistake about this too. Jesus is the wisdom mental and the power. Prayer also brings in the power. But power without wisdom is corrupt. Power without wisdom is what? Corruption. Hallelujah. Power without wisdom is what? Corruption. Power without wisdom is corruption. That is why you see some men of God today. You see, you see that they are truly anointed, but you see corruption following them wherever they go. Corruption. One scandal after the other. And they are denying it every day. Hallelujah. Oh man, look, we can't finish teaching on this topic. We can't finish. There's so much. The more you, I want to start, the more things are just coming. Things that have been revealed, you are praying for it. Like this woman who was dying on her bed, yet a whole estate, companies, millions of pounds, pastors, were left for her. She didn't know, she couldn't read. That is how dangerous ignorance is. That's what the great man of God, Mike Mother said, what? Don't be afraid of the devil. Be afraid of your ignorance. Be afraid of your ignorance. Be afraid of your ignorance. What you don't know, you suffer for not knowing it. Ignorance is not an excuse in the realm of the spirit. Ignorance is what? It is not an excuse. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Things that are, look, if you have received the Holy Ghost, the scriptures and you ought to know the things that are given to you. When I saw Luke 10 19, when I saw it, I, mean, I could not help believe it. He said, Behold, I give unto you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. What caught my attention was over all the power of the enemy. The second one was that, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I said, Satan, you are finished. Finito. Finish. He said, I, I give unto you power to tread upon all the of the enemy. And I believe that is the jackpot of spiritual warfare. 
that you believe that God has given you power. You don't need to feel fire on, in your bones. You don't need to have an encounter. You take that scripture, you believe it, and you walk with it. I personalize it just like I saw it written in the great woman of God, Bishop David Oedipo's wife. Rescue from distractions. I am treading upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by enemies at me. No matter how many demons are put together, billions of them, they cannot hurt me. They can't do what? They cannot hurt me. That is what Jesus said. That is what has been revealed to me. The Holy Spirit revealed that to me. The billions demons cannot hurt me. How many of Billions or trillions of demons cannot hurt me. It is no pride. It is insight. It is what? You know what insight means? Sight. Sight. Insight means what? Sight. Seeing. It's no pride. You thought this was some people say you are proud. You are... No, 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 no. I saw it clearly. Through the writings of that woman's book. We have received the spirit of God that we may know the things that have really given to us. We have received the spirit of God that we may know the things that are freely given to us. Let's wake up. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. What you don't know, you suffer for no knowing. You shall know the truth and the truth will make you free. Lack of knowledge, my people perish. It is because of demons, my people perish. It is because of sin, my people perish. It is because of generational curses, my people perish. It is because of lack of work, lack of jobs, infrastructure, my people perish. Say, lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge, lack of knowledge, my people perish. And you will know the truth, and the truth will make you free. I pray this morning that the truth of this series will make you free in Jesus' name. I say, will make you free in Jesus' name. Will make you free in Jesus' name. Everything that needed to be revealed about you is already revealed. It is written in the Bible. Go and see yourself inside. Go and see yourself inside. And in case you don't know, he said he has given you his spirit. We have not received the spirit of this world. We have received the spirit of the Lord. We have received the spirit of the Father. That we may know what? We may know all things. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us. Things that are freely given unto us. I pray this morning you will understand, you will know the things that are freely given to you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. That you will know. You will know. You will know. You will know. That knowledge is power. Knowledge is what? Knowledge is power. Those who are knowledgeable, they rule over the ignoramus. Those who are knowledgeable are supreme to those who lack it. Hallelujah. I want to hear Proverbs. He said, Wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases what? Strength. 
a wise man is strong. Yea, a man of knowledge increases strength. A man of knowledge. A man of knowledge. That we may know the things that are freely given unto us. Then verse 13, before we run up, verse 13. Which things also we speak not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches, compare spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit, for they are foolish unto him, his mind is veiled. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually what? He needs a spiritual mind. He needs the mind of Christ. But he that is spiritual judges all things. Yet he himself is judge of no man. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. I said this last week. We, meaning the church. Meaning what? The church. The church. We have the mind of Christ. We know what is given to us freely. We know what has been revealed to us. Hallelujah. The Holy Ghost has unveiled those things to us. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Save me. I have received the Spirit of God. And I know the things that are freely given to me. I understand my covenant rights. I know the things that the Holy Ghost has revealed to me. No devil can deceive me again. No devil can play with my mind. No devil can molest me. I am free today because I understand what has been revealed to me. I understand what has been given to me. Hallelujah. Oh man, hallelujah. But you shall know the truth. The truth will make you free. There are certain things we are praying about. We have no business praying against it. You just walk in the truth and those things will fall off. Hallelujah. You ask many Christians today, do you have the Holy Ghost? Yes. Let's come. They have the Holy Ghost. But ask them, are you righteous? <laughs> now, I need to remove this week so that I can be righteous. <laughs> they don't know. They don't know. They don't know. I need to, to remove all this makeup, do all this so that I can be holy. All your righteousness is like what? A filthy rock. He made it to be seen for us who need no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we have the mind of Christ, a spiritual gift, a spiritual garment given to us to assess the counsel of God. That in the, in, the, in, the, in the day of challenges, in the day of battle, you can 